Welcome to the Adam Asks Chuck podcast. I'm Chuck. And I'm Adam. Let's redo that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how this works. All right. We're not, we don't redo anything. Keeping it. I uh, appreciate you uh, listening. This is where fun banter happens for. I go, hey, Charlie, what happened today? And he goes, none of your goddamn business, pig. And, uh, and then uh, we go about our, our podcast. All right, glad we got it's that. It's been out of the way. way too long it since has... we've done this. I don't know how we ever did it. We've taken a few weeks off, and uh, Adam and I haven't spoken to anyone since, so it'll take a moment to get back in the rhythm of speech. Yes, this podcast was going well, so we had a, a spa week uh, where we just kind of indulged, splurged, a lot of mud baths, massages, re- put our cell phones on silent for for seven days, and really just got connected. Uh, mm-hmm. Meditation retreat was part of that. Um, I heard that someone fell in love on a meditation retreat. To someone like they never talked to? Like yeah. a silent meditation? Mm-hmm. How did they both fall in love? Like two people fell in love or yeah. one person fell in love? No, nah, two, I think. That's... Mm. I get how it happens, but then it's also like if once you take that into the world where you do talk, I feel like you're going to be like, oh, you have shitty opinion. Like, yeah, I feel also, like the thing that attracted you was some, of course, some animal thing, whatever. You're You're hot for each other. But then eventually this person says something. You're just like... Oh, yeah, you're you're boring, or you interrupt, or, you know, like... Right, that's the classic. You can kind of project anything. Uh, you got a crush on someone from afar, you just project everything you want them to be onto them. It's my favorite pastime. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I feel like the perfect situation to do that is cute girl who you haven't... You both, neither of you have spoken for a week. You've just been watching, and she's got, like, a little, you know, smile out of the corner kind of thing oh, going yeah. on, and you're like, wow, I bet this is her favorite dog and <laughs> i bet she does this on tuesday mornings i don't know what that first sentence is that's gotta good, be good question is it are you in love with me <laughs> <laughs> i like that is this love I, I can see that being good practice you know i'm I'm always going in barrel and like hey we'll just we'll talk and, and we'll like what each other says but i think there's something to these people at these loud bars who somehow use their body to say something i'm not a body talker i guess i've done i did Silent meditation retreat at a local dive bar for a week and didn't get me anywhere. <laughs> a lot of people kept moving by. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're here today in memory of... Um, well, someone probably died since our last podcast. Yeah, my uncle's... Demi Lovato. My uncle's uh, mother. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, that one's more serious and close to home. Yeah, it was It was uh, sad. Uh, his father died a couple months ago, so it was one of those things where it's like, ah, how, what's, what bad timing? But also it's like, no, she chose kind of when to... Oh, yeah, those couples, they go out together. Oh, one yeah. Sees the other go, and they're like, all right, we're not going to yeah. do double the chores anymore. Right. It's, it's no way <laughs> I to go don't know how life. many chores <laughs> either of them are doing, to be yeah. honest. Oh, well, they should have stuck it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, insensitive. I'm sorry. No, it's Cuts the part about Demi Lovato. Well, uh, be all right. Uh, so I have a question for you today. Um, if I remember correctly, that's a big, big part of why we, uh, why we come up here every week. It's one of uh, one third of the podcast mm-hmm. is asks. <laughs> Might be generous. <coughs> I have a question here about. Um, so we've dived a little bit into the world of fiction, <laughs> which is fake. Um, Easy way to remember that, listeners at home. I always have to remember. Non-fiction, non-fake, non-fiction's real. Seems backwards to me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Fiction. Mm-hmm. What is it? What who is what is um I think I already gave you the answer there. Okay. Um you're right. What about uh these Narnia books? These were ones that I never really I never got into the books. I think maybe I saw a movie, but it was a series, if I'm incorrect. And uh well, we've done a series before and uh we're doing it again. All right. Well, See, we've previously struggled with our um, four-hour Harry Potter episode because we had to <laughs> we had to pack, I believe, seven books uh-huh. into, into one episode. This one a little simpler because while there are something like I don't know seven books Damn. of this Narnia series, really only people know about like one of the books. Uh, now, why are they independent stories? Are they just different? What do you call those? They're parallel stories. Well, so Narnia is a place, and uh-huh. then these. Are the chronicles of it? So, uh, oh, so they the chronic- all okay. So they all take place in the same universe, but then there's a few of them where it's literally like I think there's one called like Prince Caspian. It's just a boy on a boat, and then there's another That's one. That's the with, whole thing. It's like a phone booth. I think so. There's one with a horse. There's a guy on a horse. The whole book. Have they made movies of any of them other than the one, the main one? Um, yeah, I think they made a few movies. I think they made Prince Caspian, but it's like you read this. So they could. They could have left out three of the books, okay. and it all would have made perfect sense. I see. That's like these Star Wars stories where they're like, by the way, Han Solo was, you know, shooting people for a while. And you're like, all right, that's cool, but it does, it's not that important. He shows up, and he's, you know, you could take any character in the Star Wars universe and be like, what were they like as a child? But we did that with the episode Boy. one, and it was a waste of time. People, when they're really into something, they just want to dig into this whole... I don't understand that level of fandom of anything, to be honest. I'm a big fan of my parents. I, I don't ask about their childhood. Like, I don't Nor care. Nor should you. Yeah. <laughs> right. What could be the most interesting thing that has ever happened to uh... I'm more afraid to find out some of it than I am, you know, interested. Yeah. Does that make sense? I can what see that. I, I, I'm afraid that their childhood was just like mine. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're on a path to become us. Well, my... Uh... I would always ask my parent when I was a kid. I'd always say, "Hey, tell us a story from your childhood." That was like one of my. Fa- you know, I wanted to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I'd "Get another story out of him." My dad had all these great stories. He'd tell us a Pete Shoe story. A what is, story? He just had like a knucklehead knucklehead cousin named Pete Shoe. Pete Shoe. Okay, last name Shoe or nickname Shoe. Last name Shoe. They owned a bar called the Shoebox. Okay. Um, and he'd be like, "Ah, oh, one time Pete Shoe, you know, he jumped on a." said, I'm going to ride that cow. And he jumped on the cow, and the cow was a bull, and the bull bucked him off. And that's why she was an idiot. That sounds like a dad story. He had had a bunch of those. It was a bull. The horns were off. Who knew? And then I would be like, Mom, tell me a story from your childhood. And she would say, I used to watch the fireworks out of my window on the 4th of July. Out of her window? That's (laughs) so sad. Why didn't she go outside? But she, she didn't have a story from her childhood. She'd just tell me, like... A thing that she would do? And I'd be like, Mom, you got to step it up here. This this is shitty yeah. storytelling. And she's like, I don't know. What do you want me to say? Which makes me think maybe she just had a bunch of raunchy stories from her childhood. Oh, That's... maybe. And she she only had the uh, the yin or the yang to give you and didn't want to give you that dirty old yin. Mm-hmm. Uh, though she did grow up on a farm. So that was probably about the most interesting thing. But... Really? I feel like that's where the, the, the stories come in with the bull and the cow. Yeah, you're From right. growing up on a farm. You're probably right. But back then also we were like, girls, you should play with this. <laughs> Guys, go play on the bulls. Girls, play with this broom. Yeah. She would tell me stories about my grandpa. Such a legendary stories as... Uh, he used to bring dogs home, and my mom would make him take them away. That was a that was a classic. Your grandpa would bring dogs home. Your mom would make I, her dad 
No, no, no. My mom's mom. Okay. All right. All right. So he'd come back with stray dogs. And then my grandma would be like, get the fuck out of here. You can't just bring stray dogs home every week. There is more an element of that. I feel like back then the boys had more fun and the girls were very like, you know, we didn't let them do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somehow they ended up being like the adults. And then the men were perpetual children. Yeah. Does that make any sense? I think we so. like gave guys more independence. And then also that just feels very... TV tropey, at least, to just be like, this my fucking idiot husband, always bringing stray dogs home. Right. Deborah walks in the room and Ray's got, like, three brownies stuffed in his face, and yeah. everybody laughs, and it's like, that's how we're supposed to act. <laughs> and I think it is. And okay. that's why I taught a whole women's studies course on why this is correct, and men shouldn't be made to grow up. Uh, no, cut that. Alright. Uh, <laughs> so we got the Chronicles of Narnia. Is it the biggest book? Uh, the Chronicles of Narnia is all of the books. Okay. Which one's the main one? The main one is called The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, maybe I knew that. And that one is the second book. So, this uh, C.S. Lewis wrote all the books. Okay. He writes Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. D- does he uh, have other things than this Narnia thing? Or is Probably kind of this... not. Okay. Real into this. I think he's a real Christian fella. Because mm. the, these Interesting. books... These books also, also seem like the thing where it'd be like, we don't let our Christian kids... This feels in that area where they're like, something off about this Harry Potter and this Narnia. Uh, yeah, this one, it, if you read these books and you're like, by the way, the lion, there's a lion in it. Mm-hmm. There's also a witch in a wardrobe, but this lion, his name's Aslan. Yeah. And he is Jesus. Okay. And once you figure that out, you're like, oh, this is all just like a big thing. Okay. In middle school, I read those uh, Golden Compasses. Are you familiar with those? Oh, I never read those. Um. It was like the Golden Compass, something or another, and there were three books, and they were kind of weird, and there something would happen, and they'd like jump through portals and stuff. It was kind of in the vein of these Narnia, I feel like, but it, what I liked is like God was kind of evil, like it wasn't this black and white thing. It was like God was kind of evil, and the angels. It was like I don't think my parents would want me to read this, and that made it fun. Oh, I can see that. Why was God evil? Because uh, what do you mean? He just wanted people to fail? Uh, I don't remember. It was so long ago, but I remember that uh, he was he was kind of like an embodiment of Christianity in a way of like just wanting to take over and rule. And hmm. I understand an ambivalent God more than a uh, more than a, a mean God. Hmm. Ambivalent means uh, apathetic, right? Those are like the same word. Indifferent, maybe. All right, that's yeah. what I was going for. So. Yeah, some, somewhere in there. I that makes sense, but yeah. I get, if I was God, I would be like. If they're gonna figure it out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna micromanage every moment here. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be actively trying to make people's lives harder. That seems seems not fun. I, don't know, I liked it. All right. Uh, Blasphemous. So we start out Lion Witch in the wardrobe. There's uh, I believe there's four children, and they are all recently orphaned. I believe is how these start, and they get sent to. They have like a rich aunt or something. Okay. They get sent to her huge house. Are you an or- orphan? If you have an aunt. Yeah. You're an okay. orphan if you lose your parents. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like actually, if you're living oh, with I your great rich aunt, it's like, do they really get orphan status? You get orphaned, but then people bring you in, right? Yeah. I'm I don't think it means if you can no, wear that orphan badge. I don't think it means no caregiver. All right. If it was a poor aunt, do you think they would be an orphan? No. I, I kind of just picture an orphan being, having no one. Some like real Oliver Twist shit. Yeah. Where it's a, like. They're stuffed in with a bunch of other orphans. The real Oliver Twist was that he had family the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, these four, I think they they probably have a, a lame aunt who they want to get away from. So they like uh-huh. to go play some make-believe, right? Mm-hmm. They show up at this house, and uh, the one girl's name is Lucy. Now, when I read these books, I was young enough that I thought, for about three of the books, that her name was Lucky. Because <laughs> I didn't understand K's and C's and how those work together. Uh-huh. I saw that light. I don't really understand why we're making C's do different sounds. Also, it's the protagonist in a book. I could see, like, Lucky being... Yeah. You know, you go through, like, I think she's going to be all right. Her name is Lucky. Yeah. I was optimistic about this. So she, uh... I think she goes... They're playing hide-and-seek. She gets in this big old wardrobe. She's, like, going back through all the coats. Pops out. Goes one coat too many. Boom. She's in a winter wonderland. Okay called Narnia. Did she bring a coat with her? Oh, she should have grabbed one of those coats. She's probably I, I, chilly. I hope so. So I think she's running around in there, and uh, then she probably sees, like, uh, oh, she meets this guy named Tumnus. Okay. It's just her? Siblings are not there? Siblings, I think, are not there initially. She meets Tumnus, and he's one of these guys with, uh, what do you call them? Goat legs and... A cen- centaur? I feel like a centaur is... A, uh, what is a minotaur? Oh, Minotaur is a bull head, man bottom. Okay, and then Centaur is a horse bottom, man head. That sounds right. Except he's not a horse, he's like a goat, but it's pretty damn close. Okay. I think a Centaur might have four legs. I think this guy's got two legs. Also, a goat with two legs? And then arms. Okay, so, but it was a goat head, it wasn't... No, no, it's a man head. But I think he's got horns. Just goat legs. Goat legs, horns. Okay. But then, like, man characteristics. Sounds kind of Satanistic. Yeah, a little bit. Now that Satanic. But, but he was cool. Also, what's the point of these minotaurs? Why, did, why would you want a bull to have a human lower body? That's way less intimidating than a bull that has a bull body. Yeah. Um, are they used as an intimidating force in books? Or Yeah, there's that one. I think the whole thing with the minotaur is there's, like, a, uh, there's a labyrinth with a minotaur in it. And they dropped some dude in the labyrinth and they made the Minotaur chase him around. Okay. I mean, I picture them being like huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not like a scrawny dude with a bull head. Oh, it might be easier too to fantasize fucking a, a bull head on a human body than vice versa. Bull head on a human body. Do you think... Do you than, think a, than a human head on a bull body. Yeah, do you think people are more attracted to a Minotaur or a Centaur? Um, I don't know. I'm attracted to both of them. Okay. You can arrange those in whichever way you want. That'd be a heck of a three-way. Yeah. Or just those two having sex would be like a... That'd be bestiality if just those two had sex, to be honest. Look, I'm into all of it. I'm not gonna... one man. <laughs> That's not right. In the eyes of my lord. So, they, he she meets Tumnus, and Tumnus, like, invites her in for Coco, and then she's like, okay, I gotta go back or something, and she pops back out. What is, what is time, the passage of time like in here? It might be one of those things where she goes back and it's like Inception style where it's like one second has passed and mm-hmm. then she gets out and they go, you did a terrible job of hide and seek. We found you immediately. She's like, but I was gone for three years. Yeah. Or she just came back and they were like, you nailed hide and seek. Where you been? And she goes, I was. Okay. Because the, the, the former is, uh, is fun for the story. It adds this twist, but it's also like. Oh, now these kids that we loved are going to have heart problems at age 15 because they've been in this universe so long. Mm. Only a second pass, but they've lived like three lifetimes. What's the... When you go to space, yeah. you, you age differently? Or is that um, only because... Time f- actually literally passes differently? Not just because you're going around the sun slower. Or is that why? 
Um, it has to do with gravity. Um, like if you went gravity, something about the gravitational pull, like actually warps like the literal passage of time. So if you like, if you put two clocks that were both functioning, like nothing about space changes how these clocks work. Mm-hmm. One on Earth and one in space. Uh, the one in space moves slower. I think. Oh, weird. But then, is that really time? I don't. That's really confusing. Well, they, I don't right? think they tested it by taking an alarm clock and <laughs> that wasn't the, that wasn't the ultimate scientific measure. <laughs> well, the Venus is planet number two, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to Venus, does it age quicker? You would go. You go to Venus, come back. You're like an old guy. I don't know. I know men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Oh, so my aunt Sally once told me she had a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting into poetry. <laughs> I think you show a lot of promise. Anyway, she loses hide and seek because she runs out, and they're like, "Hey, Lucy, idiot, where you been?" And she goes, "Oh, I was, you know, having a cup of tea with my new friend, Mister Tumnus, in the woods." Sounds, he has horns on his head. Yeah, that sounds very sketchy. This feels like, uh, that makes me think of uh, that show. Hey, hey, hey. All right, all right, all right. Uh, what? Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. The show. Yeah. Fast the Times at Ridgemont the, ho- the horns and the, the deaths and the... Oh, you're talking about True Detective. That's the one. Boy, you couldn't have described that in a more confusing way. Nope. Um, yeah. It, it, rather than be like, this sounds concerning what you tell us, they all go, Lucy, your imagination is at it again. Oh, God. I think you're having weird emotional problems with the death of both your parents. I think we should believe children when they tell us that they had treats with a man with horns on us. I think we should take that seriously. I'm going to go out on a limb there. Uh, so I think what she does, she's like, everybody get in my wardrobe. And they're like, you're crazy. We're going to show you you're wrong. They pop out. And uh, they're in the magical world, world of Narnia, and then there's so they go. Then there's a, there's a witch. So there's this there's three people, and the is book it is cold lying. again. It's always winter here. It's always winter here. They're in like the North Pole of Narnia or something, okay. something like that. And so I think where they live, there's a there's an ice queen, ice witch. Okay, and she is intent on murdering them. Because uh-huh. the wardrobe always has coats, right? So if they jumped in like an old Tupperware bin full of like swim trunks and tank tops that they they bust out every summer, would they show up come the, on the equator? The Fiji of Narnia. Uh-huh. I don't know if Narnia's round. It probably is. But I don't... You I mean, know. Earth's now. Why would Narnia be? That's a good point. So they're, they're hanging out with Tumnus mm-hmm. in his little cottage or something. And they're probably... Anytime some kid shows up in a situation like this, they're the, they're the whole key to the who gets to rule for some reason. So she's like, I need to go find these children who should be completely irrelevant to her life. She should be able to continue going on with what she's doing. Yeah, that's fair. But she goes and like probably lures the little girl away with candy or something. Mm-hmm. What's Oh, this is the witch. The witch. She's one of the one of the three titular characters. Yes. A wardrobe is my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And they strong silent type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they take uh, take her back to, I don't know, the Ice Palace or something. I think Tumnus probably gets locked up. Tumnus really gets a raw deal on this whole thing. Okay. He was just nice to a little girl, and then I think they like beat the hell out of him. Well, to be fair, <laughs> I don't know. I get the impulse, at least. So is this like a very Candylandy world? Like, she's in a nice palace. There's like weird, there's clearly weird creatures. Yeah. How many human people are there other than the witch? Oh, good question. Well, there's got to be a... Because then later we get this Prince Caspian guy. Mm-hmm. 
and he's the prince he rules the sea yeah i guess and then there's another one where the caspian sea that's a real sea though right uh, caspian sea yeah that sounds like a real sea are you sure they didn't just go to europe actually where is that where i don't know where the cat most fantasy novels are just europe but if dragons were real that's like pretty much every every fan people just like castles yeah they do they read a lot of books about them but they're out of there in the cold part of Europe, Greenland. Mm-hmm. Um, Greenland is covered in ice, and Iceland is very nice. Mighty, Mighty Ducks, Ducks too. too. Um, so at this point, I don't know. I I think because she's got two brothers and a sister. That's who's with her. Okay, and probably they have, they meet the lion. The lion's always walking around the, the woods. Lion's like the the the. He's the he's the good force, right? He's he, the leader of good. Yes, the lion is like in charge of all of good, and he just talks like a normal dude. Mm-hmm. He's probably voiced. Oh, I think in the movies he is voiced by Liam Neeson. Interesting. Okay. Um, and so that kind of tells you all you need to know. I have a very particular set of skills. Rare. And then he just <laughs> throws up the claws. <laughs> Precisely. So these three kids of the lion overthrow. And into, actually, that might be a whole battle. Is this I don't an know. allegory for government, or I guess this guy's religious? What is he trying to overthrow? Atheism? He, science class? Does he hate science class? He probably hates science <laughs> class. Doesn't think we should have science. So I don't really know what happens in that book. They this the the witch loses. Okay, and then I think they take these four. I think they annihilate her. Um, they annihilate her whole kingdom. Okay. and restore good to Narnia. And then these four kids are just like declared the two queens and the two kings of the Narnia land. Oh, wow. But do they have to leave? Well, so then I think they immediately go on vacation. I think they just, uh, they stay there. They stay in Narnia because they're kings and queens. Mm -hmm. They never go back home, but time's not passing there anyway or something. I don't know how that works. But um, then in the next like six books... They like don't, they don't make an appearance for like four more books. The but kids don't. They'll be like minor characters in the background where they're like, "Who sent you?" And they'll be like, "Oh, King Benjamin." These weren't the protagonists, or who? Who they were, but they just Each kind of ignored book them. Has a different one. Yeah, then they just be like, "Ah, a new kid who's on a quest or okay. something." But everything else just takes place in the Narnia universe, except for book one, which is uh, the magician's nephew. <laughs> And that's... That's the name of it? That's the name of it. And that's a prequel where it's just like some kid hanging out. Same, same plot. Some kid's hanging out with his uncle. And then uh, he gets transported to Narnia. But he gets transported to like the end of Narnia. They're like, the sun is about to set forever, I think. Oh, Lord. And they're like, it's been here for one million years. And now it will set and we will all be dead. And then he like, he was like, I'm the magician's nephew. Zoop, za, za. And then he... Goes back in time, and he it all started with him or some shit. Okay, I, all these kids' stories, kids have this magic adventure, and they're a big piece of the puzzle. But it's like it's frustrating to me. Is like your life was probably pretty fun back home. Yeah, like kids don't need it. I need this adventure right now. Okay, my <laughs> life is stale as shit. <laughs> yeah, they don't need. I need a Narnia, which might just be like I don't know Boston for a long weekend. <laughs> I, I might just throw a dart. <laughs> <laughs> well, that got dark. <laughs> that got darker than the Narnia sun setting forever, Adam. <laughs> okay. So that, I think that prequel stunk. I don't think it ever mattered again. I don't think many of them do. Now, the Hobbit seemed quite entertaining. Though. Well, we're not talking about the Hobbit, Adam. Okay. 
<laughs> Those guys had funny feet. <laughs> uh, furry. So then there's a book. So there's a book on a horse. There's a book in the sea. There's a book about a chair. None of them are all that related. Wait, wait, this guy really likes furniture. He really tried to shoehorn the furniture into it. No pun intended. Especially since uh, shoes are not <laughs> furniture. But the wardrobe and the... You don't need to say no pun intended when you don't make a pun. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final book. I think they made a movie about the final book. Okay. And the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. These books are not set up for movies because they don't have anything to do with each other, really. The final book be good or bad. called The Last Battle. That sounds like the end. And that's literally, he takes all the characters from all the previous books and he puts all the bad guys on one end and all the good guys on the other end and he just, the book is just a big fight between all the good characters and the bad characters. <sighs> I don't understand in a book how that reads. Yeah, fight scenes in books, not good. I'll tell you what, I don't understand how you submit, like a, how you write a script for an action movie because I feel like you either have to get way into detail, like... He left punches in the gut and then backflips on the coffee table, which shatters, and that feels like it would take forever. Or it's just super loose and vague, and they're like, then they're fighting up here on the roof, and then they go somewhere else and fight for a little while, and then they fight here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like either way, it'd be annoying to read. Yeah, like whoever wrote that uh, that baby driver, like there's a bunch of dialogue in there, but then you just got to be like, and then uh, car chase for nine minutes. Right. And now we're over here, and you're like, so you turn that script in, someone's like, I guess that's how you do it if you had like a class project. <laughs> yeah. You turn in a three-page script with just like 40 chase scenes that you're like, fill in the blanks yourself. Cool chase for the next 15 minutes. And uh, I guess it counts. People sell movies that way. Yeah, apparently. Um, but the last battle, I think the way this all concludes, they they kill Aslan, Liam the Neeson. Lion. Yeah. Okay. The lion dies, he sacrifices himself, and he's Jesus, and everybody... This one, like, the kids come back, and they're fighting, and they're shooting arrows yeah, and Yeah, I shit. picture the lion's head smacking down, and the tongue flat falls out. I think it's pretty And dramatic. then everyone goes, <gasps> that was a gasp. Oh, that was a good gasp. Thanks. I couldn't tell what it was, but I like it now that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah let me know. Um, and then, so, I they again restore peace to the universe. Okay. It's, yes. They're... Every time someone restores peace, I'm like, it sounded pretty balanced. You just mean there's no bad people anymore? I guess that's not... Oh, that's restoring peace. They didn't restore harmony because the... Uh, okay, you're it's right. Not, it's not an equal balance of good and evil. They restored Because they peace. had a good good balance good and evil. That's so, what I'm saying. Such that they had a big fight about it <laughs> to see which they had more of. Uh-huh. And uh, bottom line is they, the good team won by one lion. Yes. We we need to learn, I learned, we need to work on, instead of restoring peace in ourselves, restore harmony oh. and, and not judge the bad or the good. Oh. Let them coexist. I may have mentioned this on the podcast. I remember that as a kid going to my mom and being like, mom, I'm sad. What, what do I do about this? And uh, she's like, yeah, you're supposed to be sad sometimes. I really... Uh, and then I was like, that's great. That, that's all I needed you to tell me. That's I was, really... I wish I had that, man. I think I, if my childhood, I'd be like, Mom, I'm sad. And she'd be like, you're sad. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking sad. I do this all day and I'm fucking sad. Who are you? I'm like, this is going to do long-term stuff to me. <laughs> Your father's not emotionally <laughs> neglecting you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a different burden. Mm-hmm. No, I just... <clears throat> one burden... The hand is worth two burdens in the bush. Well, she was. She had the burden in her bush. It sounds like because uh, your dad wasn't in there. <laughs> he was out fishing. 
Oh, one more pun. We we could have gone somewhere. We could have sold the rights of that to Disney, but uh, add a few car chases in there. <laughs> God, I tell you, I read read six books on this. I thought I knew more about it. Okay, we only talked about the one. Yeah, but the other ones didn't matter. Okay, well, I can know. give you the titles of them. Do you and know that's... some of her topics? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if we were to say all of them mattered. Yeah, that's true. I'm telling. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, Adam and I took a took a pause there to double check on these books. I looked them all up, and I was correct. None of them matter. They're all. <laughs> <laughs> I knew all the books. They're all stupid. All right. Except uh, the what about the? But you read them all. I read them all. And when you read the one you like, you're like that one matters, and the others don't. Now I think the other ones weren't good. Yep. I think this guy wrote one good book. Okay. People loved it. Was uh, it the first one? And then he wrote the prequel retroactively. Yes, yeah, so and that one's. Else? I think. I think like. Two out of six were good. Okay. There's real value to knowing how, how big your idea is. Oh. Like, you can just write a really great book and then not have to create this whole But I looked at canon. He of... sold 100 million copies of these things. Okay. So people liked it. But I'll tell you why the bags, he wrote them all over the span of six years. Six books in six years. Oh, that's a lot of books in a lot, not a lot of years. I mean, how good could these books be? He's cranking out. The One of them was called The Horse and His Boy. Yeah. Good I mean, work on that one, CS. Yeah. A book in a year? You write like 10 minutes in a year is all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, that's pretty accurate. Roast cast. <laughs> <laughs> the cast where we roast. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, okay. I think what he did is he just took a bunch of like C to B stories and he mm-hmm. set them all in the same universe. And, and he, he just, almost didn't need to, did he? Well, he swapped the characters out right. and he just said, also, they're in the same characters are what people like i think that that's, was that's an o- opposite of uh charlie and the willie going to space you know what i mean of like i just like these characters let's just do something else he's like i just like this universe fuck the characters that was my favorite part of the books was if you went to like the the front of them or the back of them i don't remember which they had a big map of the whole thing okay yeah and i love a good map yeah i, I love looking at a map so i'd go oh my god the horse he's down in this part of europe and the sea from that one book's over here and the North Pole was up here. That's that's so interesting how he tied it all together. Except this guy, he literally just took a piece of paper. And he's like, "This story's in this area," and he just yeah, tailors him after. It is the easiest way, but it helps. How how how's your imagination when you read? Is it vivid? Do you read vivid? Uh, I don't feel like I read books anymore that require vividity. Okay, it's more like they, you know, people living in a very like normal universe. Yeah. Where it's like, it's cold outside, and I was in a hotel room, and I'm like, I don't need an imagination to figure out what a hotel room looks like. I was flipping through, we just have a bunch of books. I was reading some of uh, Island of Dr. Moreau, Mm. and uh, there's moments where he's like describing this island and like walking through very vividly, and it's just to me annoying. It's like, I can picture the woods on an island. I'm like, I'm not going to hold on to these details. You're not going to make me picture this. How dare you try? Mm Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think so. <laughs> like, I, think I don't need to know how the the leaves are rustling. I'm like, I get it. I think we sometimes associate really good authors with really detail, like just great detail where they're like, and the wood had lines in it that <laughs> remind you of your grandfather's forehead and like, uh-huh. shit like that. And you're like, you don't need to say everything. Tell a good story and then like you, you read these... Uh, you ever read The Road by Cormac McCarthy? No. 
that one he's just like, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and there's very little like. He's like, and they went into this room, and it was stinky. And you're like, All right, you just <laughs> you get, he's, he's not wasting any time. I'm, I'm hooked on the what happened. Why was this room so stinky? That's compelling. Uh, I think the room, room was stinky because people were taking people they found and chopping off like their limbs and putting them down there and eating parts of them at a time. Oh yeah, that sounds stinky. That makes it stinky mm-hmm. sometimes. If, um, if I saw someone doing that, I'd be like, "You stink." It's a real I'm not real, a fan of what you're doing. Real dark book. I read, yeah, I read the road. I didn't realize it had to do with murder. There was some murder in there. I read it in the winter when I was like, maybe a book would cheer me up without the sun. Oh boy! And then I was reading this. I was reading it. Maybe I've mentioned this on the podcast. I was in the Milwaukee Comedy Cafe condo, now defunct, mm-hmm. working the weekend where the headliner was just out like gambling every night. Like he would just leave. So I, it was like negative ten out. I was alone for like three straight days doing pretty bad shows and then reading The Road and I was just like, oh my god, I'm going to kill myself. This is... That sounds pretty horrid. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst little apartment they had there. No, it's pretty big, but also it's like very bare, yeah. cold, and I went out and I got some Christmas shopping done, but that didn't cheer me up. <laughs> <laughs> Consumerism didn't cheer you up, buddy? No, it doesn't do that. Yeah. Just that stress to my life. Dude, if we... Oh boy. Yeah, don't get me started on the holidays. I had someone, it's fucking July, and some woman told me some Christmas is just around the corner. And that made me so goddamn mad. But I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna... Was that woman my girlfriend? detract from just, her experience. My girlfriend was just mentioned that she's like, I can feel, feel Christmas season coming on. Oh, God. I think I mentioned it around your girlfriend that someone told this, and she's like, yeah, it's, it is. And I'm like, so okay. bananas. I want to be like... We're literally as far, it's July, it's as far away from Christmas as you could be. Right. But that's not really true because no, like January as is as far away from Christmas yeah. as you could be. But yeah. <sighs> Boy. I'm with you. I fucking hate it. just want the sun forever, baby. And we want you forever, and baby, back Narnia home. wants the sun forever. Never set. Um, thank you for, you know, keeping with us through this uh, transition back into podcasting. Yeah, I thought we had some fun, and uh, bye.